This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. And how you guys doing? Welcome to the show. We got something kind of special that we're going to go over today. And that is this feeling amongst a lot of people on the internet that, hey, we got to fight before everything is taken away. We got to preserve our lifestyle. Mostly, I have to admit, this comes from newer people. And you always know if you were in a club, who the new guys were, because they always had this type of viewpoint. With the internet now, it has blown up so much. It's kind of pitiful. (laughs) Sure, there is a lot of profiling happening. And I think it's because we got access to more information. It's quite tame, though, in my personal opinion, uh, how bad it really isn't. And why all those going around saying we got to preserve this, got to preserve that. You have to take time to know the history of how cops were bad to bikers back in the day, if you will. It got so bad in the 80s that they were holding congressional hearings not only on organized crime, but on motorcycle clubs in general. Yes, they would call them motorcycle gangs. Yes, they would call them organized crime. We all know that uh, trip right there. But in 83, Strong Thurman held a judiciary hearing at the federal level on clubs. And he actually had ex-members testifying about some of their experiences. It was a different time period, 1980s. And we have to look at it through the lens of that. Meaning, what happened then, people today probably couldn't understand. There was a time when it was not cool to be a biker. I'd have to say between 60 and 94, it wasn't cool. Because the general public's viewpoint on bikers were, well, you're just dirty, you're no good, you're trash. And that's like one of the reasons why I can't understand Harley Davidson and what they did to a lot of the older generation bikers, because they're the ones that supported them. 
when the general public didn't. But hey, that's a whole different story. So what am I getting at here? What I'm getting at is before you say something like that, know some of the events that actually happened where there was a real chance of laws like Australia, whatever, being passed. Those were the times where it could have happened in front of these judiciary hearings. I picked out a couple clips from this hearing to show you. Now, I think it was from Mob Talk or something like that, put it up the other day, and one of my listeners pointed me to it. I was like, man, that is a good subject to talk about because that's all we hear about. We got to save our lifestyle. And people have to step back and say, you know what? Save it from what? Now, I'm playing devil's advocate here because a lot of these that talk about it are younger. This has been talk that's been going on for decades. There's a lot of people that say, okay, save it from what? The government, it's always been there. They've always done that. Let's take a look at this, though. And I'll pause the clips as we go and all that good stuff so you can actually see what's going on. Now, the first clip is of Strong Thurman, and he has a freaking pass to him. So if we were able to overcome all the negative stereotypes from a guy like him, ultra conservative freaking, uh, oh, my God, look him up. That's all I can tell you. We can survive anything. So here we go right now. We're going to take a look at this, and uh, we'll talk about it. The first one's from the Thunder Guards trying to defend their name, saying, hey, we're not doing anything illegal. A lot of, a lot of interesting history here. Newspaper, Thursday, February 24th. The article written by reporter Mary A. Glass, titled Alleged Outlaw Bikers Grilled by Lawmakers, is the one we're talking about. The Thunder Guards of, Charles, uh, of Charleston were named along with the Hells Angels of Charleston as being on the list of reputed dangerous motorcycle gangs. We think it is slanderous to us and our reputation to be named as such, especially when there is nothing on record to justify our name being included on such a list. We have been operating in the Charleston area for seven years and have never been on the outside of the law. There's no record of us being involved in any unlawful activity. All of the members work every day on legal jobs and the club is our hobby and pastime. There's a long list of community activities that we are a part of, but we don't think it is necessary to go into that right now. We believe our name was included because we're active in the area, not because we're dangerous or a gang, since this article with information from you and the FBI has been made public with our name included, we feel it is no more than right for you to issue another statement clearing our name from any wrongdoing and removing our name from your list and your investigation. We cannot afford to sit around and wait for something to happen, therefore we are taking steps 
to do our part to make sure this article has not and will not tarnish our name and our standing in this community. We should carry on our activities and await your reply. Respectfully, Gregory C. Sumter for the Thunder Guards Motorcycle Club. Divided in territory. Okay. Here. Okay, here we go. Now, that was the Thunder Guards Motorcycle Club. Everybody knows that they're a big uh, one percenter club on the black set. Right in into the judiciary hearing, which, by the way, it was mob facts that put this up. My fault. Uh, this is 1983. 1983. And clubs were facing off against a guy like this. Now, remember... The government tried Sonny and some other Hell's Angels in 79 with Rico, the first time it was ever used against clubs. The backlash against clubs at the time was enormous. Nothing today, not even the Waco stuff, can compare to what these clubs went through with these type of people with these type of cultural differences back in that day. It was craziness, man. When it was said it wasn't cool to be a biker, it wasn't cool to be a biker. You didn't have to be a one percenter to be outside uh, the norm. No, anybody who rode looked greasy, dirty, and uh, didn't ride a Honda, you know, the nicest people ride Honda kind of crap, were considered a menace. It's very, very important that you get the con, you know, the context of everything here. This was truly an attempt on the part of the government to go after MCs. And I don't believe this type of hearing has happened since then. Of course, a lot of research needs to be done, and I'll be looking more into it. But as of now, this right here shows everything. Let's go on. It was understood that one gang would have this state or so many states, another gang, other areas. I guess I don't think it was now. ever. I don't ever remember us having. Now, we've parted with the pagans and the angels and the national officers have got together. But I don't ever remember ever having a meeting that says, look, here's how we're going to divide this up. As as far as the major organizations and major clubs getting together and sitting down and saying, it just so happened that the, bandit, the banditos happened to be in the south, according to your map. You know, you've got that chart up there, and that's where they, that's where they started, and the Hells Angels started, and they just kind of grew up over there, but there was never any meeting that I could ever think of where outlaw national officers got together at the different clubs and said, this is ours, let's divide this all up, and we'll do it. They just happened to grow up in that area, and they decided they going to keep it. We gave okay. They were talking about if clubs divided up the country. This was an organized crime hearing. 
meaning they were coming at it at, with the angle of the syndicate or the mafia for you guys that don't know syndicate outfit, all that stuff. That's the angle these congressmen were coming. Now, this guy right here, he turned out to leave the club. I think his name's Potts. Don't quote me on that, but I'm going to have some links pointing to different things in the description box. And by the way, the whole hearing is going to be available on our podcast platform coming up. You'll be able to hear everything because some of it was talking about the outlaw. Some of it was talking about angels and, you know, so on. But that was a very big thing for Thurman to ask because they wanted to establish the organized crime type of deal. Let's go on. Every girl a, uh, a sheet of our rules for working in our club and, and if they were caught in uh, soliciting for prostitution, then we'd fire them. If they were caught. So they if they were caught by, the, by us. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not going to say that none of them ever did it. Mm. And I'm not going to say because uh, I, I don't know. I, if I didn't catch them, I wouldn't know, you know. But I'm saying as far as the rule in our club, if we caught them as the management, then we would, uh, then we would fire them. We wouldn't let them work in the club. As far as, as, far as just, just... Okay. He was talking about prostitution. They were asking about prostitution with that question. Now, it's known, it's a known fact that a lot in the clubs, they have men or patch holders, if you will, that have their girlfriends, their wives, whatever. They go stripping. Well, the general public loves, and this is especially true with the property patch, saying that they're being pimped out. He just admitted, even though he was a witness, that the club doesn't do that. It's actually the opposite. He just admitted that if they found out the dancers were prostituting themselves, they got fired. Very important point. They got fired. And I believe this next clip is about drugs. Listen to this one very closely because this is something the government uses all the time. Wholesale organized operation of, of drug sales or production. I knew of none as a bandito on any large scale. Yes, sir. Well, you walked anybody else or just other motorcycle gangs? Okay. He admitted right there there was no wholesale, no nationwide conspiracy of drug sales. It always comes down to the individual. I get it. Law enforcement's going to say, well, that's the bad apple defense. Well, come on, it applies to you guys, too. Let's be honest. Let's be straightforward. It applies to you guys as well. They hate it that they cannot pin a nationwide deal on the club actually authorizing it. 
Because with the syndicate, the mob, yeah, you know who's calling shots. That's what they're in business for. But see, this guy left the club because he claimed he turned Christian and stuff like that, which is a whole different freaking subject of how everybody finds God and all of a sudden they're leaving that life when you can be a Christian and you can be in in a one percenter club and still be the same person. But again, that's a whole different subject. So he just admitted that no, it's not happening. That's not what goes on in a club. Everybody has jobs. Just like the Thunder Guard letter came out and said, we as a club community were talking about the same stuff that comes up day after day after day. All these scare tactics that some of these podcasters put out since way back then. All that's going on is the cycle repeats and repeats and repeats with the new generation, the same stuff. This goes on the warring. Very interesting. I, I personally uh, was at war my, myself in my chapter, but not as, a, not as the Bandita Motorcycle Gang, but myself personally, I took on a grudge against some uh, nightclub owners in Bossier City. But I never, do, I never did it as a, as a club, a bandito thing. It was, they wouldn't let us in their clubs, and so I just, you know. Newspaper Thursday, February 20th. Okay. Like I said, the rest of the hearing is going to be on our podcast. The full amount where it had to do with clubs. And why did I want to show a couple clips like this? I wanted to show everybody that the arguments people use today have been used a long, long time ago, but it was a different time period for bikers, and it was a lot more, how can I say it, dangerous of losing rights, and it didn't happen. That's what... Everybody has to understand watching everybody else. Do they know the history? Do they speak down the middle? And do they bring anything to back up what they're talking about? Everybody knows, by God, I'm not uh, a fan of cops. But I also don't wear tinfoil hats. I believe in being logical when approaching a subject. Sometimes clubs step on their peckers. And then sometimes cops take it to the extreme. But one thing's for sure. The closest that we've seen to this type of hearing was the New Jersey deal with the Pagans, the Crime Commission. But that was on no level as a judiciary hearing during an organized crime hearing at the federal level. A lot of issues were faced back then. And quite frankly, 
my generation and the younger ones now, you owe a lot of respect to them guys. Because that's what they had to deal with. Yes, profiling's real. But at the same time, you got profiled then by cops, you got nightsticked, and you got your head thrown in the dirt. So remember them, guys. Remember it when you hear all these people, wow, they're talking about the old days, blah, 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 blah. It's different now, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, it is different now. It actually evolved to the point where they're not treating bikers like they did. So that's where you're lucky. Where a lot of the older guys were not. And maybe that's why a lot of the older guys get sick of hearing these younger ones talk about this and that. And it's like, you have no freaking clue what it was like to forge ahead with this lifestyle. Every time you hear somebody say, well, we just want to save what we got. It's been going on for decades saying that. And this was the true time period when there was a risk. Just saying. Just being honest. Again, uh, I'm going to put this up probably Saturday morning. It's going to be on all the podcast platforms. And you can hear the entirety. And some of the stuff this guy says is like, Dude, you're an asshole. <laughs> but anyway, he was a chapter president for the Banditos Motorcycle Club. When the Banditos uh, were hardcore, man, when they say, you know, we're not the, you know, not the Banditos of our fathers, they mean it. These guy, this guy went into fire bombings and everything else. It was hardcore, man. Real hardcore stuff. I really challenge you to actually go look at history, look at these type of hearings before you go out and say, we got to save the lifestyle. That's some drama crap, man. I'm sorry. I'm going to catch hell for that. That's some drama ass crap. Yeah, you got to keep on fighting biker rights. You got to fight against profiling. But don't ever compare what's going on today to what these guys had to go through. They were the trailblazers, and they're the one who took the nightsticks. They're the ones that got the ass kickings. It was them time periods that actually had clubs start clubhouses. Because everywhere they go, they got harassed. They got beat down. So they just started staying in their own places. Anyway, guys, don't forget to like, subscribe. Be on the lookout for this Saturday's uh, whole deal with this. It'll be on every freaking podcast platform. Are you ready? It's the first thing I switch on. And now for my next number, I'd like to return to the classic. The top. Ready WMMRDB Rockford. Why you want to run away from me? We're just starting. No, I'm going to leave. You nasty fucker. I'm sitting over here <laughs> saying, you know what? You need a good colon cleanse. No, thank you. No. Nice tight ass no. you got. No. No. Been looking at you lately. 
Oh, well, stop. <laughs> <laughs> what you all worried about? You. Think I'm locking and my you, door. And you sleep on your left side. I'm locking my door. And you, you just put that ass in. right in front of my face. No. Bye. No. Fuck off. That's what you do. Eat a bag of dicks. No. No, thank you. Fuck off. It's not happening. Exit only. Thank you. Well, there's other women out there that like it, so why well, can't then, you? Then, then go be with them, because no. No. It yeah, was funny. No. You were sleeping yesterday, and your mouth was wide open. And you didn't do it, so shut no, up. No, I didn't do it no, yesterday. you didn't do it. Didn't do it. I had a perfect opportunity. And you failed. I should... Oh, I failed. And you didn't do it. So there. Now... You just challenged me to do it. I didn't challenge you to shit. Sh no. Why? Pink eye. They'll give me pink eye. No. <laughs> <laughs> You're not farting in my face. I don't want pink eye. We were talking about morals the other day. Yes. You ain't got none. <laughs> I am screaming pissed right now. Oh, shit. Why? I am. I'm screaming pissed. Why? Because a school in Illinois... Sponsored an after-school program, and guess who's the sponsor? I already know. The Satanic Temple. Yeah. What in the hell is going on it's in a, our society? It's Illinois. <laughs> and I watched the interview with Tucker Carlson with this guy. He leads this temple. He's a creepy fucker. And he said, you know what, he was right as far as the separation of church and government. He acted like it was nothing. Oh, we got these kind of activities for him. There's an underlying message, you cocksucker. And we all know what it is. They actually have teachers that are trained by the satanic temple... For this after school activity. And you kept on saying. Well uh, you know that's not my understanding. Yes. I even played the interview from Tucker. And you still didn't register. Nope. Because I read all the articles. And the articles specifically stated. That it's for. After school activities. Like crafts and arts. And stuff like that. Who sponsored the activity? I know who's sponsoring them, but it said in like three of the articles that I read that they're not planning to conform children to worship Satan. The whole point is for them to have after-school activities. That's what you got out of that article. Yep. Oh, out of three. Out of three articles. Yes. And can I ask you something? What? Do you believe them articles? Mm, well, I saw the flyer, too. Really? Now they got a flyer they're passing around in school. There was a flyer, yeah. And let me guess, it said the uh, sponsored by the Satanic Temple. It does Temple. say who it's sponsored by, yes. That made From national news. From 3.30 to 4.30 p.m. <laughs> they made that national news. Yeah. It's, it's of, funny it's if kind of, a kid kind of. recites the Lord's Prayer in school. Man, they don't even do the Pledge of Allegiance anymore. Stay with me here. But it has the word. Stay here. Fine. Stay with me. 
they can't recite the Lord's Prayer in school and they'll get suspended right away. But they're able to have a satanic bullshit. Sponsored by... What if a Christian group came in? What if a Jewish or a Muslim group came? Well, they'll probably give it to the Muslims. But what if a Christian and Jewish group came in and wanted to sponsor after-school activities? How much you want to bet they wouldn't be given the same rights? There would be such an outcry from these leftists. Well, I do recall from your... uh the little clip it that you were playing last night that it said um if there was a gay club or a like black power club they or anti-black anti-black club yeah anti-black club or a gay club that they wouldn't sponsor that and he agreed yeah that satanic looking fucker you know what it's always funny with these atheists or these Satanist shitheads. They always want to rebel. Or they don't believe this or that. Which is their prerogative. They can. They can. Ain't my problem. It's always funny on that deathbed though, isn't it? Oh yeah. Oh God. Please help. Help me. Well wait a second. It ain't cool no more. Is it? Because you're about to go and face the old man. And you know you fucked up. But it goes to a bigger issue, just not with the satanic thing. It goes to the bigger issue of parents trusting these teachers to mold their kids. I think we're actually... Our, la- our generation is the last that has any common fucking sense. Because our teachers didn't try that bullshit with us. No. There would be some major pushback. I think those public schools would have went out of business in our age. But again, it was a different time and a different way of thinking. Because teachers didn't even think this fucking way. Mm-mm. Now it's it's amazing to see the lengths that they go. And me personally, I hate teachers unions. I don't believe they should have one. Them cocksuckers. They're always holding our kids hostage. Because they want to cry like little bitches. It reminds me of the argument that our daughter has with the teachers there where she works. Mm-hmm. The older teachers don't play the bullshit. Nope. And she can't accept that. Because she's coming out of a worldview from a liberal university. Where if you're up in the Northwoods, you're very conservative. You got to be up there, man. You only got each other. That shit's like in the middle of freaking woods. Yeah, our lovely daughter learned is learning that sometimes you just need to nod and smile. Just and, shut the fuck up. And shut your mouth. <laughs> she, she and knows. it's taken her months to understand it. Uh. 
Because I believe she's been in this school system so much that she don't understand life. And don't understand politics of the workplace. And especially doesn't understand she's just a fucking intern. Can't change the in world. In biker language, intern. she is a probate. A prospect. Yes. And, and she feels that she can change the way they do things up there. And yeah, and they've been doing it forever. Can't change it. Yeah, you can make strides to change stuff. Mm-hmm. Which she has. But you can't do it overnight. I'm scared for our kids. After I seen that story, I'm very scared. You don't have to believe in Christianity. You don't have to believe in any type of organized religion. You, just, you don't have to. But you got to have some fucking morals. Could you imagine if the satanic temple had a mass following worldwide we'd have fucking chaos the way they base shit on and how do you know they don't good point but I'm talking where it's actually noticeable yeah nobody knew anything about anything until this story came out but to come to find out these teachers that are doing the after school activities they were trained by these people. Why would you even go to something like that? Do you know what that, that ideology, and that's what it is, is a fucking ideology, is based on? And you're supposed to be working with, and what's even more fucked up, this ain't even been in a high school. No, it's an elementary school. Elementary fucking school. Yeah. Not in a high school. Not in a middle school. Which, when we were young, in elementary school, they didn't have any after-school activities except Sports. For, no, not in elementary school. Yeah, a little basketball, no. a little volleyball. Well, nah. they, you know what? That's one thing that you rich fucks didn't have then. We didn't have that. The only thing they had for after school was uh, get on the short bus and go to your after school daycare program. <laughs> there you go. That was it. And the child care program. That was it. What's that telling you about the state of our teachers, though? The reason why they're so against school choice is they claim it takes money away from them. Well, it gives the kids a better education. We seen that firsthand when we put our kid in private school in Chicago. Mm -hmm. My God, did they teach. Mm -hmm. I think they molded her to where she wanted to do better. She did. And I don't think it's the religion aspect that actually pisses me off. It's their beliefs that pisses me off. That you're trying to put that in the young kids. And you just said it yourself. It's all elementary. Mm -hmm. Why are you going towards elementary if not uh, get into their fucking heads? I was going to say, because the younger they are, the easier they are to mold. So you're thinking about, well, they said they're not trying to. You know what? A freaking six-year-old kid hearing something like that, you don't think it's going to get in their mind? It's going to really make them think. It's not going to make question. them question. 
Well, I'm a part of the Satanic uh, Temple after school program. At six years old, that, and they're going to see that, okay, you just said it's just activities. They're not going to be able to distinguish between right and wrong. And the more they stay in something like that, well, they're not bad people. They did this for me. You see him where I'm going? Now you're thinking, aren't you? Well, I'm not saying I approve of it. But now that I come back and... But I'm just telling you what, you know, the, the lo lovely flyer that they had okay, in the school. Okay, but if you stand back and look at it... I mean, I wouldn't let my kids go well, or no. even my grandkids but go the to something like that. That do go... Well, we're not introducing them to our thought. Yes, you are, just by having your name on the fucking flyer. Mm -hmm. Because they're going to equate, you're good because you did all these activities for me. And it was fun. Mm -hmm. All they need to do is plant that seed into their brains. Their little brains. And kids are amazing on computers, so they can look stuff up. And then you have the public school system funded by you, which, by the way, you get them taxes taken out every check. You have, your money is funding this. Even though it might not be in our school district, it's still funding it. We're funding them teachers that are going into this bullshit. And we're not supposed to be pissed off? What if our grandkids were looked at that? Oh, I'd be pissed. <laughs> no, it wouldn't happen. be just the flyer, would it? No, it wouldn't. No. Uh-uh. I'd see the flyer and be like, ain't happening. So why did you but then take my a different question, approach? But then my question is, is the parents that saw the flyer, why are they still letting their kids do it? So you got to question the parents at the same time. Yeah, because you got a bunch of parents who think it's cool to be agnostic. Well, we got to expose, expose our kids to everything. You don't expose them to that kind of shit. You don't do that. You're going to expose your kids to that type of belief system. You're fucking crazy. These kids have a hard enough time growing up in these modern ages. Yes or no? They do. 100%. And a lot of times I question whether or not the teachers are actually teaching anything. Mm-hmm. Did you know that the founder of the Church of Satan... At the end of his life, when he was dying, he went against everything he was preaching to everybody else and said he was wrong. I shouldn't have preached that stuff. They say the church does not believe in the devil. That's what they say. But they're called Satan. Peter Gilmore describes its members as skeptical atheists, embracing the Hebrew root, root of the word Satan as adversary. You see how they try spinning this shit? 
the church views Satan as a positive archetype who represents pride, individualism, and enlightenment, and a system of a uh, symbol of defiance against the Abramatic face, which LeBay criticized for what he saw as suppression. Wait a second. I thought they didn't believe in the devil. But you see how they're using words to form people's minds, and that's what I'm worried about these kids. And at the elementary school age, it's going to be very easy. It's going to be easy to get them to start thinking different ways. Exactly. Because they're pushing... Everything that's totally different than what's right and what's wrong. So people like this, they're saying that if you go kill a motherfucker, well, it was your choice. You were a rebellion, right? sad so now because you said as soon as we were going to do this segment that we were going to have a big argument because i was basing it off the articles i didn't i only heard the snippets that you were playing and now that we sit and discuss this what's your thoughts now that school system is fucked what the fuck are they thinking why are they fucking doing it why would you allow it uh, have somebody else sponsor it? <laughs> uh-huh. Why, why? It totally turns your way of thinking. when, And that's what the news, that's what individuals don't want the general public to be, is able to learn. They want you to be compliant in anything they write. They don't want you to explore. They want to, you know, parse words... To win you over. And in today's society, that's what we got is a bunch of yes. Yes men, yes women who don't want to think for themselves. And not to be a dick, but you said, well, that's, you know, I read the three uh, newspapers. And I was just going by that. But when you look deeper like you did. You start understanding how bad this really could be. I mean, I'm not saying that even just by reading the articles and seeing a picture of the flyer that I was going to even... I mean, I don't condone it at all just because of the name that's on the top of the sheet. Mm -hmm. You know, on the top of the flyer. I mean, that's just ridiculous. I mean, yeah, it specifically says they're going to teach them the creativity and blah, blah, blah. What's even worse is, that scares me, is... Parents maybe not have an idea that their kids are going into this after-school program because they work a lot. And here they are thinking, well, it's just an after-school program. They don't know who it's sponsored by. They don't know what's going on with it. You know what I mean? Scary shit, man. Scary shit. It is.
Insane Throttle TV app on Roku now. Get content not seen on our other platforms. No censorship, no PC, only biker fun and entertainment. It's hardcore. Again, go over to Roku TV and add the Insane Throttle TV app now. Rock on. Hail to the king, baby. I love the smell of napalm in the morning. Hey, where are the white women at? Killer tunes that don't suck. WMMRDB Rockford. We have this problem going on at this school with this Satanist crap. Mm hmm. And I believe it comes back to. A relationship between a man and a woman. And a man has kind of abdicated his responsibilities to not only his kids, but his significant other in a relationship. Do you agree? Wow. I didn't think the two went together between story A and story B. But... <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think I think that the men need to step up. Take your balls back. Not even take your balls back, <laughs> but step up in life and know your damn place. I'm always banging on women, but in reality, a lot of the issues have to do with the way men are. They, men have totally given up, and I'm not talking all men. No. I'm not doing that. I'm talking these men who let their women go to work while they sit on their ass. That has me furious. Because a man is supposed to put the bread on the table. And they don't do that anymore. Mm -hmm. So if they don't have any responsibility or morality to know that's wrong. Right. It's no wonder these kids are being exposed to this type of stuff in the school system. And it ain't about take your balls back. It's actually having balls to go out in society and say... I'm taking care of my family. I don't approve of this. Because when you get married, you're supposed to protect your wife. Mm -hmm. Many don't do that. No. Well, and what I'm... what what A lot of... Not a lot. Okay, some men. I'm just going to say some. Some. Some men... Let's go forward saying, you know what, this ain't all about every but man. No, it's not about every guy. There's just some that um, go into a marriage because they want someone to take care of them like their mother. It's like they they leave the nest and they leave their mother. Mm. So then what do they do is find a relationship where... The girl, the woman, 
basically is like a mother. Mm-hmm. Like takes care of all his little 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 needs. Do you think the cycle has just got vicious from us being the last generation? Well, I mean, growing up, when I was growing up, my mom didn't work. She stayed home. Now, in your household, your mother worked like two or three jobs. So, I mean, that's two different. Right. I mean, we're from the same generation, but just two different areas. Right. Uh, so, it's like, when I was growing up, if it wasn't for my dad instilling that I should be out in the workforce and working and doing this and not being like my mom. He, he installed that in... Your brothers do. They had to work. Well, yeah, that you got to work and take care of your responsibilities, um, and not, not work. <laughs> I've always. Do worked. you even think men un- men understand the responsibility anymore? Mm, no, no. Some of them don't know. Mm-mm. I think that. The way society's viewing, like gender roles nowadays is like way different than what it was back in the day because like now it's like majority of the households is both parents are working we're back when i mean well that's just because they had to even before our you know our generation it was always the man was working and the mother was home right you know now it's you're seeing tons of the role reversal where the women are working and the men are staying home and it's like, okay, but... What What's that say about um, the man? What's it say about them? I mean, if you don't have young kids and you're not doing it to take care of children, what the fuck are you doing at home? <laughs> get your ass up off the couch and get a job. Right. I mean, you got to take responsibility for all your actions and your decisions. Well, that's a big one right there. Because what if you are staying home with the kids? But all you're doing is you're on a TV, you're on a computer, you don't interact with them. You You don't try to teach them. You don't try to teach them what chores are. You don't teach them how to clean a house. Well, and if you're teaching them to clean the house, you should be partaking in it with them. You shouldn't just be making your kids do it. Exactly, but at the same point... You got to teach them. You, you got to mold them. You got to right. teach them responsibility or have some playtime. You got to sit and enjoy the kids while they're young because, man, let me tell you, they grow up fast. That they do. You know, it's like one minute they're, you know, babies and you're changing their smelly ass. Next minute they're in their 20s and they're out of the home and, right. and lost. Now, I can understand a man being at home if. The woman's making damn good money. Yeah. Not with us. We had ki- we had them in daycare all the time because yeah. we both had to work. Yeah. Yes. But these others don't. Uh, I think it's the point of here we are as men. We bitch and whine about how things are. <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) But some of these men are the root cause of the problem. Well, that's because a lot of men are afraid to admit when they make a mistake and need to own up to it and take responsibility for your fuck up. 
Which means what? That if you don't like, if you if you mess something up, you make a wrong decision. You you choose something. I mean, it could be just something simple like, hey, we're not going to pay this bill this month because I want that extra money to pay for that extra game on my Xbox. I don't know. Very so, good fucking example. I mean, there there's an example there, and it's like, okay, guess what? Well, you didn't pay that bill. Now that whatever that bill was, you ain't got it. Right. You know, let's say it was the freaking light bill. You know, you didn't pay the light bill. Guess what? <laughs> you ain't got lights. Now you, you ain't got lights. Now you ain't got that game. But you're the one that chose to do that. You're the one, you know, whatever, who, you know, you're the one that chose to, like, not pay that bill. Because or you want to go out and get that eighth of weed. Or you want to go out and have that beer. You want to go out with your buddies and drink. And so let's not pay this bill because I need the money so I can go party with my boys or whatever. You know, you fucked up. Own up to it and don't sit there and turn to your significant other and put the blame on them. Well, a lot of people do that. Well, you you gave me the money. You told me, I, you know, it's like no, no. That's they try not to how turn it, it around. You can't turn it around and blame your significant other because you fucking chose as the man of the house. You fucking decided as the man of the house to not pay that. You know credit card statement or whatever just so you could go party with your friends or get a new game for your system or you're the one that fucked up own the fuck up to it how does that really make women feel seriously how does that make them feel when they're the ones who are out there working hard and i'm talking about situational stuff and the man's at home and the man tries to control the money well, because I know in our relationship, we control our own money. We keep it separated. Yeah, because that's what works for us. It might not work for everybody else, but it works for us. No. But when you have a guy sitting his ass at home and he starts wanting to control the money of the woman, that's some coward ass shit. If you and in me. my opinion, if the woman's doing all the work and the man is sitting at home... Keep your fucking hands off the goddamn money. I exactly. <laughs> Stay the fuck away because if she's making it, she'll pay the bills. She'll pay what needs to be paid. Because she has the responsibility to go out there and work and you're sitting your punk ass at home. Exactly. St- keep your hands out of the pocketbook. Get the hell away from the debit card. I don't care if that account is a joint account. If you ain't helping to partake in putting money into that account, stay the fuck away from that account. And... I'd have to say that they're liars. Uh The men are liars. Why? Because they took an oath at marriage to take care of the woman. But instead, it's the woman take care of the man. They're liars. I mean, in the beginning, before they got married, how much you want to bet... They were being a provider. They were working. They were doing anything. But then you find out that you, you, the woman you're marrying is making better money than you are. Well, fuck it. What do I got to work for? She can do it. Because then I can do whatever I want all day. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not how it works. You want to get ahead and you want to better yourself and better your, you know, you know, have things where you can go out and do stuff and enjoy life then get your ass up and go do it Mm -hmm. you know don't 
sit on your ass and be a loser. Mm-hmm. You want to be able to spend that money that's being brought into the household? Then start earning it yourself. Don't take away from the household just because you think you can. Well, my name's on the account. I don't see why I can't just do what I want to do. Well, you can't do what you want to do if you ain't the one out there busting your ass making the damn money. Right. Grow the fuck up. Have you seen it with others that you work with that this situation's happened? Maybe not here, but other places? Yeah, I've seen it in other places. Where, I mean, this goes back to when I was behind the chair doing hair. You know, doing, you know, she's out there working. They have no kids at the present time while he's sitting at home reaping it all in. And even if they do have kids, he does the same thing. Mm-hmm. Well, and it just so happened that at the time she was pregnant. When I was working with her, she ended up have they ended up having a young child and he didn't change his ways, but she was the one responsible be having to find daycare or child care for the daughter so the husband can still do whatever the fuck he wanted. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't working. And she'd have to, she'd go home and her dumb ass would hand her tips over to her man. Here you go. Mm-hmm. The fuck are you thinking? You just earned that. Don't be giving it to his ass. What's he get it for? Because he going out to the bar with his friends? That's just dumb. They, let's just say that the relationship did not last long. <laughs> When's the time for uh, a woman to decide? Things ain't going to get any better because if it ain't yet, it's not going to change. The, he's not going to change. If you've told him... You know, no, I ain't giving you my money. Well, you have to. I'm the man of the house. I don't give a fuck. Get a job. Get a J-O-B. If they can't keep a job, they can't hold a job and keep the same job for more than, you know, 30 days, mm-hmm. then there's a fucking issue. Oh, yeah. If they're job jumping every 30 days or they're bullshitting saying that they are got a job or whatever the situation may be, he gone. Throw his shit out the fucking door. Women don't door. think about that. That they always think about their hearts. Well, time they to, don't think time logically. Time to set that shit aside. They, what and, advice and it, would you give a woman in that position? In which position? That you just described. If the woman's working, the man ain't working, and he's reaping the reaping the income, and sitting on his ass doing nothing, or. Going from job to job, job girl, wising the fuck up, kick him to the damn curb. Mm-hmm. He's got to go. If he cannot keep a job long enough to help even pay the bills in the house, why is he there? By what if they do have kids? How do you handle that? By, I'm sure you got family that can help you with kids. And unfortunately, that's what we're seeing nowadays. Yep. Is single mothers. Yep. And that's because the man couldn't step up and be a man. And then, you know, you know the stories and the scenarios that you hear. You're going to hear the man side and he's going to say, well, she was such a fucking bitch, man. I had to leave her. <laughs> no, you didn't. You fucked up. You got booted. You were basically a bitch. You were sitting there reaping in her income and whatever and not doing and holding up your end of the bargain that you agreed upon. I mean... 
majority of these men were probably working their asses off before they got married and decided, eh, fuck it. I'll stay home with the kids. I don't want to work in a rat race. I'm not a working ant. What? You got kids to support. Are you fucking stupid? Well, a lot of people feel, hey, I'm gonna be the I'm gonna be the stay at home dad. Well then be the stay at home dad and actually be a dad. Spend time with the kids, do stuff with the kids, do activities with the kids, take them out for walks. Do stuff with the kids. Don't just mothers do it. Don't mothers do it all the time? Yeah, mothers need a break. And hell, I was one of them. I'll throw a damn Disney movie on. Here you go, kids. Mama needs ten minutes. Right. <laughs> but it's like, don't let your TV raise your children. And I think that comes back to there is a cycle when this kind of stuff is going on between a man and a woman, where say. A woman is raising the kids by herself. They could not know that their kid is in the, some of these after-school programs like the one we were talking about. Exactly, because the woman's working so hard and the man's sitting at home not even checking backpacks. And, or not even there. Or or not there because he out doing what he needs to do himself. Right. Um, You know, you need to show a little bit more strength in there and... Do what you're supposed to do as a man. Step up. Because then your kids will end up in a stupid after-school program that says Satan on it. <laughs> Very true. Because you didn't go through your child's backpack. And those kind of things don't always need permission. So, you know, I don't see no signed permission slips. Or you're going to sign it if there is one because you ain't going to fucking read what it said. As a woman, what would you tell other women some of the responsibilities a man should actually have to the relationship? Well, they need to hold up their end. I mean, it, it nowadays, it's, I don't see a lot of men and women, you know, I don't see a lot of one or the other staying home. Majority of the time nowadays, it's a two-person working force. Mm-hmm. So God, yeah, with all the inflation and I mean, with all the prices going up throughout the world, you know, I, I, God bless you if you got a one person working in the house and the other one ain't. God bless you for doing what you're doing and fucking holding your own and doing what you need to do. But you need to I mean, you gotta you gotta be a man and show your strength and you gotta help support. And and I don't mean just financially. I mean every which way around the word support. Mm-hmm. You know, you're you're woman, and you got to hold up your end of the bargain. I mean, it's I guess it's a bargain. <laughs> you got to do what you need to do. You got to do the right thing. Unfortunately, society doesn't teach that to young boys anymore. No, they don't, and that's the sad part. And, you know, if you respect each other, you will show the respect to each other, and you will do what needs to be done, and you'll both put your, you know, I mean, if you got to do like we do, two separate accounts, and I'm going to pay these bills every month, you're going to pay these bills every month, separate everything, do what you need to do, so at the end, y'all still have money left over, and you ain't broke as a joke. It keeps everything in check. 
and you got and, and you got you, you got to be able to have you know work, have both of you if you're both working you you you're going to have extra money for extra activities <laughs> like a whirlpool and uh <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you got to be able to enjoy life, and you can't enjoy life if you don't have, and unfortunately, it's a sad part of it, you don't have money to do it. Well said.
Brotherhood and Betrayal is an in-depth look at the trials and tribulations of street gang and motorcycle club life. This isn't the run-of-the-mill book that doesn't give the goods. This book will go into detail of events that actually happened. All materials in this book have been approved by those involved. There is nothing poetic, nor is there any price worth paying for the life we choose to live on the streets. James Hollywood Machikari, Brotherhood and Betrayal. It's time for Cards Against Humanity. Get your nastiness ready. Oh boy, will she give you some nastiness, this China now, I'm telling you. We're booking a, you know, weekend getaway for Mother's Day. I have to give her a Mother's Day present, even though she never gives me a present for Father's Day, never gives a present for, you know, Christmas. Never hey, gives I don't a ask present. for presents. Really? We've agreed we don't give presents. And really? And we agreed that years ago, but I still kind of expect them. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be going to a nice uh, B&B, and there's a whirlpool in there, and she says, don't bug me. I said, why not bug you? Because it's got jets. Leave me alone. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> Go do your own thing. Why she's in there, the batteries are dead. <laughs> no, the batteries ain't going to be dead because them Whirlpool jets are going to be high and live. They're going to be going. And I can't guarantee for how long. Just saying. Well, you know, you can go two hours on the way. It's like your insanity. Anyway, what's our first one today? Cards Against Humanity. I'm going to give an easy yes or no one. I hate yes or no ones because they're trick bags. How are they trick bags? How? They're trick bags. It's no. like there's always a time when you can expand on the answer, but it's a yes or no. Well, if they want to expand, they they can expand. Or should I just save that one for another day? No, do this now. All right. Have you ever masturbated in a public bathroom oh hell no <laughs> you get cooties so you know i've heard of some women that done it well i mean i've heard of people fucking in the bathroom you get cooties in, in a public bathroom but i want to know if you get nasty you nasty heathens out there oh now you calling everybody heathen y'all heathens <laughs> have you no. <laughs> Have you thought about it? Say at your work? Oh, no. Ew, I don't even use the bathroom at my work. No, It's clean as fuck, but I don't use it. <laughs> Have you ever masturbated in a cooler? No. Ew, it's too cold. <laughs> <laughs> it's too cold. Too cold in our cooler. No way, man. It's like 30-something degrees in there. It's not happening. It ain't cold. That's summertime to us. Not to me, it's not. I wear like a parka in that bitch. No. <laughs> Grandpa Slayer, hell no. Morbic, who's usually morbic, says fuck no. And Donna even said no. What is going on? <laughs> <laughs> Bedlam sounds like no bang for Hollywood. Yeah, she's going to be too busy fucking uh, the damn Jets instead of me. Yep. <laughs> I'm going to be busy. Uh, my SIL says no. Uh, Bedlam been there, done that. <laughs> Rich Rider, negative Ghost Rider, that pattern is full. <laughs> so I take it that they're not all freaks. They're not all heathens. No. 
Well, yeah, some freaks in there, though. I'm very shocked with Morbic. <laughs> they're probably because there wasn't a midget. There involved. wasn't a midget in front of him. No. If there was a midget in front of him, he'd be on that toilet sitting down. He'd be at a good level. True. Well, you could just stand and be, um, God, I'm going to hell. <laughs> <laughs> what else you got? Bedlam. Actually, as the song says, in a Burger King bathroom, LOL. What? <laughs> Here, I thought that would have been Morbix's answer. No, Morbix says, gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking cooties. What, what, we got one time more. One time. We got time for one more. All right. Since I'm already on the topic of sex, let's just hit that one. Let's just hit that one up one more time. We all know everybody in here has had sex at least once. <laughs> at least once. We're hoping anyway. Where? Not who, but where? I don't care how old you were. Where was the first time you had sex? Again, where? At the girlfriend's house. Was the first time. You first blowjob is in the parking lot of Venture when they were around. I remember. Venture. <laughs> Venture, right there on Armitage and Mannheim, baby. Venture. And then it was garage time. We were always in the garage. Always. So, yeah. First blow. I remember everything. <coughs> Even though I'm having trouble so, with memories now, but. You lost, you lost your virginity. At your girlfriend's house. Yes, right there in the living room and on the floor. On the living room floor. Uh, yes. Uh, really? <laughs> First blowjob in the motherfucking uh, parking lot in the, the car. I blew a wad, boy. <laughs> Dripping down her mouth and shit like that. You know, we were teenagers. It happens. <laughs> you were teenagers. It just happens. Morbic, what is sex? <laughs> <laughs> Not that many midgets around. Where was mine? Hmm. In the back of a truck. In the back of a truck. Uh huh. A, bl a Chevy Blazer. <laughs> Chevy Blazer. Uh huh. And I ain't talking about my first blowjob. <laughs> no. I was 20. You got better. I was 20. <laughs> You've got a lot better. <laughs> yeah. Why are you all red? This is a question I didn't think you turned red on. What? My uh. first blowjob was 20 years old. I mean, I didn't do that shit before then. I was a hand job queen. A hand job queen. I used queen. to even carry hand lotion in my glove box in my car. <laughs> How sad is that? Well, that's the ending of the show today. We'll see you tomorrow. It was a great co topic of conversation. You can hear the replays, as always, on Spotify, Odyssey, and all the good podcast platforms. We are outie. Rock out. And that's all for Motorcycle Madhouse this morning. Don't forget to go over to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Install Insane Throttle TV's 
channel over on Roku, as well as go get the Insane Throttle Radio app over on Google Play. Rock on until next time.